Surgery isn't creative, right? It's not like, hey, you know, we're going to mix it up and try something totally <laughs> different today for your surgery. What I love about, you know, we're working at the Cider, Cider House and working with Eric and, and Matt and Tracy and Paige is, you know, we get to do creative stuff and, and kind of stretch that part of our brain. From Grindstone Media, this is Nebraska Made, a narrative journey through the lives of Nebraska's most inspiring business leaders. We unpack the intimate details of how our guests navigated obstacles and built their companies in pursuit of the good life. I'm JT Martin, and today we hear from two of the co-owners of Cerro Cider, a local craft cidery offering a rare and unique take on fermenting apples. So two years ago, Cerro Cider was founded by two doctors and their MBA wives. Matt Wood, an ophthalmologist, and his wife, Tracy Sanford, and Jonathan Henning, a urologist, and his wife, Paige Duncan. They teamed up with executive chef Eric Layden for his culinary expertise, and together, they're creating ciders that are as Nebraska-made as they are. Today, we hear from Jonathan and Eric on how their paths have merged. First, we hear from Jonathan. I was actually born in Milwaukee, uh, and uh, then we moved to Nebraska when I was, oh, maybe in the fifth, sixth grade. I had a great childhood. I was kind of a bit of a rowdy kid, especially in my um, teenage years. And it's part of the reason that I split and went off to Montana on a whim and and started working on this farm. And one of the, well, the guy who ran this biodynamic dairy farm uh, taught me how to homebrew. Had some really bad recipes that I was 19 and I still drank because I was poor and it was booze. I was always pushing the envelope of what was right or considered right, <laughs> you know, uh, just because I couldn't buy booze while well, I could make it, you know, and uh, try to catch me was kind of the kind of person I was. You're working on a dairy farm and you're 19. When do you decide that you want to go to medical school? What brings you back to Nebraska? I'm, I'm so curious about where your journey goes from there. Well, um, you know, I was working on this dairy farm and I was living actually in a potato cooler. I mean, I didn't have, you know, uh, a hook to hang my hat, so to speak. And my family was in Nebraska, and I realized, well, if I like agriculture, I could come back to Nebraska and do this. So I decided to come back to Nebraska, actually thinking I would get involved in agriculture. And and I was working on a dairy farm south of, of Lincoln. Within a couple of short years, I realized, you know, this... I wasn't going to be able to learn a living or earn a living or, or, or raise a family on what I was earning. You know, I was working like crazy and, and barely making my way. And so I decided to come to Lincoln. And actually, when I came to Lincoln to move off of my family's farm, picked up a weekend job at St. Elizabeth's um, as a transporter, just moving patients around, um, you know, to bring them down for chest x-rays and stuff like that. Anyways, I eventually realized, well, you know, this isn't a, for me, it wasn't, at the time, I didn't think this isn't a lifelong thing. What else am I going to do? And I loved working in the hospital and helping people. And so I went back to school. And I, at the time, I didn't really know what I was going to do. I didn't necessarily go into it thinking I was going to be a doctor. You know, I was older, you know, I was in my mid-20s, mid to late 20s then. And so I wasn't your typical 19-year-old kid in undergrad, 
I was there to work. And so I was thrown off the curve and doing really well in school and realized, well, hey, I could keep going with this and take the medical college admission test and see, you know, how it would go. And, you know, they just did well. And that's kind of how I got into medicine, which was kind of a weird <laughs> that is so weird. You kind of just from... fell into into medicine by getting good grades and testing your way through. And you're I like, guess, All right. you know, and it also was, well, why did you go to Montana? Well, I don't know. You know, it just like happened, man. <laughs> so Jonathan finds himself getting his medical degree. But meanwhile, there's another player in the story growing up in Lincoln as well. Eric Layden, the head of operations at Cerro, is from Lincoln, but his journey to Cerro looks a little bit different. Well, I was born in, in Lincoln, um, son of a fireman, and a, a, my mom had an at-home daycare, so, uh, you know, I, I was not the rebellious child that John was. I was uh, pretty, uh, pretty uh, well-behaved. My father died when I was young, and as a result of that, I got to go to work um, to uh, sort of provide for myself a little bit more. I was working as a, as a cook during college and I decided that after college that I was sort of uh, given that uh, people that I worked with encouraged me to stay in that field and gave me um, scholarships and ways to do continuing education for that. You know, I wanted to educate myself in different styles of cooking. So moving around really was a, I was able to do that. I would never, when I left Nebraska, it wasn't because I was saying, uh, you know, oh, I hate Nebraska, I gotta get out of here. I just knew that there was something else and I wanted to see what that was like, more so than not enjoying where I was. I just had that sort of wanderlust in a sense. And then over the years, I eventually did get the Associates of Culinary Arts and then a certified executive chef on top of that as well. And that's sort of where, our stories recrossed. We had known each other not well. I'm a few years older than him, so as anybody who's in that high school age, anyone who's three years older than somebody else is... It's like a lifetime. It is, yeah. <laughs> uh, and then I was living in Bend, Oregon, and he came out just... As I remember, you were going to begin med school? Yeah, it was right at the beginning... And my neighbor from across the street when I was in Omaha um, was a really close friend of mine and an amazing guy and a really close friend of Eric's from childhood. And we decided to go on this crazy road trip <clears throat> and went to San Francisco and then drove up the, the Pacific Coast Highway and uh, went to Bend in Oregon and saw Eric. And uh, then uh, uh, very tragically, once we got back within a week or two, our, our friend Graham had passed away. He had a sudden heart attack, and gosh, it was just devastating to all of us. He was just, you know, in his early 30s, and so were we, and, you know, it was a really hard time to lose a friend. But, you know, it just it made a lot of us who knew him closer, and so Eric and I always kept in touch and, and hung out when we could, when we would see each other, and that just continued to grow, and then we were thinking of this cider idea and he had moved into this position where, you know, people really respected him from his experience in um, his work being a chef and running restaurants and, and had used him actually, or asked him to do some work um, 
and we were thinking, gosh, we'd love to open a cider. That was Matt and Tracy and my wife Paige and I. We were thinking about it after Matt and I had gone just on a dude trip to a cider making conference in, in New York. Enter Matt Wood and Tracy Sanford. Matt was a former beer aficionado who got into cider when he learned that he was gluten intolerant and his body just could not handle the wheat that's in beer. He and Jonathan set out on a casual cider exploration journey together, but they ended up getting a little more education than they had bargained for. Matt and I met socially and we're just talking about cider and you know uh, I had heard about this class and uh, near the Finger Lakes area in, in New York and I said Matt well, why don't we go up there well we applied for this class and they wanted our CV and we you know they wanted to make sure we had scientific <laughs> you know uh, that we knew what we were kind of walking into and so he and I both sent you know several medical publications and research things that we had done that I, I don't think they were expecting that. And it was really funny when we were there, you know, <laughs> there was a, uh, a number of people from different industries, uh, including a brewer from Fat Tire, they were thinking of getting involved in cider at that time. And, uh, you know, here's two doctors from Nebraska who are making cider. And she's like, you guys work for like Miller, don't you? <laughs> She thought we were spies that had made up this whole ruse. <laughs> and I have taken the same course. I did it in, in Washington State, and it is definitely for nerds. So they just they skipped the cool dude homebrewer one and went straight to nerd 101. Yeah, or nerd nerd 403. <laughs> and so we're we're in this we're in this like small group and the, the brewer from Fat Tire comes out to us and she's like, So yeah, you're a urologist from Lincoln, Nebraska. <laughs> like, you guys work for Miller, don't you? And you guys are going to start making cider at Miller. And she really kind of got in our face and we were like, no, you know, and I had a business card. I think I even pulled up, you know, our business website and be like, see, that's me, you know, white coat. Like, I mean, we're just like cider making nerds. But it really kind of, that's what transformed things for us because a lot of the class was focused on Big time production, um, packaging, doing it safely, um, good food, you know, packaging practices, some business um, about running a small cider house. And then we came back and talked to our wives and Paige and Tracy, interestingly enough, both got their MBA kind of about the same time from UNL. And so they had more of business acumen and started looking into it and were like, you know, this actually might be a good idea. And uh, we were thinking, well, how are we going to make this work? We don't know anything about hospitality, don't have any business getting involved in this. And we were tossing around these ideas, and then there was Eric. We approached Eric with the idea of what we were thinking, and, and he was very excited about it. And Did you ever see yourself getting out of food and getting into cider? Well, my wife and I, when we moved back here, we had discussed the idea of hard cider. And uh, to me, it's a lot like cooking. So for me to make cider, like John had said, we get our, you know, we get our juice pressed. Our sugar comes to us in the form of this natural product. And then we develop it in and we can add things pre-fermentation, during fermentation, or at the end of fermentation. And that I understand because that's making soup. So they've assembled the Cider Dream Team and the group buy a space on the corner of 18th and N Street to call their cidery home. 
It took two years just to find the building, and then it took a whole year to update that building and install all of the machinery that it takes to make cider. They start playing mad scientists with different flavors until they land on a cherry cider that they call Marmara, which earned them national recognition when it won the Cidercraft Double Gold Award. Can you tell me about the Cidercraft Award that you won? It was a, I love working with Eric and collaborating and you know, we had started this cider, we put it in some barrels, it was pretty funky to start with. So just give it some time, let's see what happens. And then it got to a point where we were tasting it and thinking, well, this is pretty, this has become something special. And Eric said, yeah, it's special, but what if we added dried cherry to it? And so we took a mason jar with dried cherries, put this in together, let it steep for a few days and tasted it. And both had this like eye-popping, amazing, like, whoa, this is, this is the real deal kind of an experience. And that's so fun to, to do that, to come up with a product and, and then tweak it just a little bit. So it goes from being an, a good cider to being a, a nationally award-winning cider. And yeah, that, that contest was super special because of the competitors, you know, like it, it's one thing to, for the Huskers to beat like Chattanooga state or something. Right. But <laughs> if the Huskers like, like go to the horseshoe and beat Ohio state, like, Holy cow, you know what I mean? Like, Yeah, that award especially is uh, out of the, the different contests or the different competitions that exist for us. That particular one means a lot to us because of the styles that are represented in that. There are certain competitions that have very specific flavor styles, and some of them are very simple and sweet variations on, on, on apple cider. And other ones are a little bit more, uh, take a little bit more time. It would be insulting to say that one is a craft over the other, but one definitely has sort of a, a more complex style to the finished product. And that particular cider craft competition lends itself to that. So by, even by being recognized at all in that was made us really, really feel like what we were doing is hitting home in some way. Felt validating in a lot of ways. For the past three years, Paige and Jonathan have been developing their own apple orchard just three miles away from where they ferment their cider in downtown Lincoln. And in the spring, they'll have over 2,000 apple trees so they'll truly be able to bring local cider with over 12 different varieties to the Lincoln community. Are you still practicing medicine? Oh yeah, yeah that's yeah. how I pay the bills, man. <laughs> <laughs> which, which do you enjoy more, making cider or practicing medicine? Oh gosh, you know, I don't know. Both have really amazing components to them. Um, surgery isn't creative, right? <laughs> I guess it is to a certain degree, but it, it's not like, hey, you know, we're gonna mix it up and try something totally different today for your surgery. <clears throat> you know, it's it's more like a, you know, a stepwise thing that's that's pretty much the same every single time. And what I love about, you know, we're working at the Cider, Cider House and working with Eric and, and Matt and Tracy and Paige is, you know, we get to do creative stuff and and kind of stretch that part of our brain and, and have that creative outlet. And like right now is a super cool time because we, you know, just got a whole bunch of juice and it just smells good and it's, you know, active down there and it just, it feels good, you know, and we're, 
working and fermenting and, and creating new product and, and coming up with new ideas. I'm JT Martin, and this has been a Grindstone production. Grindstone is one of the premier production and marketing firms here in Lincoln, offering everything you need to grow your business in 2020, from video and podcast production to social media management and media buying. You can learn more by visiting grindstoneagency.com. Most of the people that I know have moved away and come back, and we all love it here. And it's almost, it's like the secret that life is really good here. I mean, maybe the weather isn't great all the time, but life is really good here.